Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Lineout. This week we'll be looking at round four of the Rugby Championship, which sees South Africa and Australia do battle once more, and the same for New Zealand and Argentina. First up, apologies that uh, we were unable to get anything out last week, just the pressures of work uh, for me were just way too much, plus kids going, uh, kid going back to school. So I just, I simply ran out of time. I was, I was doing 14 hour days and uh, I was away from home for most of it. And yeah, it just, I, I just didn't have any time. So my apologies, um, because obviously a momentous weekend last weekend for Canada as they fell short in their efforts to secure the America's one birth for World Cup qualification. So they now got a harder road of it uh, to try and secure that second birth. But uh, we'll try and talk about that later. Um, and obviously, um, they'll be playing Chile twice uh, next month, and uh, we'll be looking at that. So unfortunately, yeah, my apologies for not being able to uh, cover Canada's second game against the U.S. and the repercussions thereof, but uh, we'll be talking about that in more detail next month. But on to this weekend, and boy, have we ever got some tasty fixtures lined up for us, starting with tomorrow morning, first thing in the morning, 10 to 3 Eastern time. Uh, if you're willing to drag yourself out of bed for that. Um, if not, then like I said, over on the TV page of uh, the rugbylineout.com, you can get it on Premier Sports as well, Premier Sports Asia. It's a more expensive uh, subscription, obviously, than uh, TSN. Um, but the good thing about it is you get those games pretty well immediately after they've been played live. Uh, I've been really frustrated with TSN's coverage of the rugby championship. It can take sometimes days for them to upload the games after they've been played live. Nice thing is with Premier Sports Asia, bang, in you go, there you are, there's, there's your game, literally half an hour after the final whistle. So, yeah, uh, anyway. So you got a couple of options tomorrow if, if you can't get out of bed at uh, 10 to 3 Eastern. Uh, or 10 to 12, or you'd probably be going to bed on the, the West Coast at, at 10 to 12, but uh, if you don't want to stay up till 2 in the morning. Anyway, enough of that. Let's look at the games. So, yeah, South Africa and Australia up first. Um, let's face it, I think most people, including myself, were surprised to see South Africa come unstuck against Australia. I didn't. I never thought for a second Australia would be a pushover uh, last weekend, but... Um, you know, South Africa were going into this look, looking pretty strong, and Australia on the flip side of the coin against the All Blacks looked pretty weak and, and uh, pretty hopeless. I mean, admittedly, they had a good series against France, but yeah, they just, that those three losses, the All Blacks were ugly. They were ugly losses. Um, but this is a, a young and inexperienced but talented Australian side. So um, seeing them get the victory ultimately over South Africa last week and didn't completely take me by surprise, but yeah, um, I was nevertheless, uh, is not, is not what I was predicting, put it that way. So of course, obviously in the, in the media, there's been a huge amount of hype about, Oh, you know, the return of, uh, fly, uh, Australian fly half Quade Cooper after he'd kind of fallen out of grace with Australian selectors for the last three or four years. There was a lot of talk about that. And I thought he had a good game and, you know, there was a lot of talk about Australia, beating South Africa, the world champions. But I think if you go back to that game, you have to put things in perspective. Um, 
so yes, South Africa played poorly, and ultimately that's why why they lost. And to a large extent, I'm going to have to say I think why Australia won. You know, let's face it, Australia's discipline was not good in that game. Um, if Andre Pollard, who uh, if he had managed to kick um, all of those shots at goal, uh, he only got four out of his eight, then South Africa would have won the game. Um, I think if they'd played a little bit more expansively, if South Africa hadn't kept kicking perfectly good possession away, again, that was South Africa's game to win. Uh, you know, they've got talent and, and gas out wide. They just chose not to use it, and they, they just insisted with reverting to that balk tendency that they had, they've had in the past in years gone by of just kicking away possession aimlessly. And on the fact that, you know, Pollard had a bad day with a boot and kept, you know, he, he almost seemed like he couldn't hit a barn door. Um, you know, uh, Quade Cooper was, was having a field day. Uh, he, uh, he seemed to be really on top of it. So, you know, he took eight shots a goal and got all of them. But did he really provide Australia with a huge attacking platform? Did he really unpick um, South Africa's defenses? I'd argue no. Again, you look at the game. South Africa scored three tries, admittedly all from the rolling mall, from which they've, they've been much criticized. But hey, it it gets them points. Uh, whereas Australia only scored one try. Admittedly, it was it was a, a backs try from Andrew Kellaway, and it was it was a beautiful try. But you know that was the sum total of it. So yeah, Cooper had a great day with the boot and slotting his his kicks. But the rest of it, what did Australia look particularly imaginative or creative in attack? I'd have to argue no. If, a, if South Africa choose to play more expansively and stop kicking the ball and possession away, and they're more accurate with the boot overall, would it have been a, a different scoreline? And would be we would be we be writing a different tagline for all of this? I think we probably would. And I think not that I'm saying South Africa are assert to win this weekend, but they're going to be much improved. Um, and I think they are going to be the team once more to beat this weekend and they'll be a lot better you know i think uh you know they left a lot of things out on the table last week and, and just didn't didn't uh, didn't play well um it was a it was a just in short a poor bulk performance and not up to the standards we we've come to expect from them so far this year so they'll be better uh, tomorrow much much better i think um which is going to require you know, Australia really pulled out all the stops last Sunday. They're going to have to notch it up another couple of years. And I'm just not sure that this Australian team at this stage in their development have, have got that capability. And yeah, ultimately, we're going to really see whether this uh, this you know, sort of rebirth of Quade Cooper is, is genuine and what Australia now have is, is a real strength um, at fly half that they can use and, and really unpick opposition defenses with. Jury's out on, on that one for me. Uh, it was great to see Cooper back. I, I was impressed by his maturity, his calmness. Um, and I, I think, you know, he had a good game. And it's a very different Quade Cooper um, that we're looking at these days as opposed to the, the kind of brash, arrogant, uh, reckless, rather self-centered uh, individual that, that basically 
got himself in such hot water with the Australian selectors four years ago. So, yeah, um, a very, very interesting game ahead of us. Um, there's been quite a few, not a huge amount of changes in personnel, but definitely some changes in personnel for both sides. A um, little, little bit of a change in the front row for, for Australia. Uh, Slipper is back. And the big talking point, I think, is they brought in Taniela Tupo as a starter uh, in the front row as a prop. So, and he's going to be up against Trevor Nayakani for South Africa, who also gets to start as opposed to uh, coming off the bench. So that's, I think that contest alone between Nayakani and Tupo is going to be worth the price of admission tomorrow. Um, I thought uh, Folau Fainga, I thought he had a pretty good game at hooker. Um, some areas to work on, but uh, yeah, not too bad. And uh, again, same from Bongi and Banambi. Uh, I thought he had a really good game last week. Um, so good to see those two have at it again. I thought in the second rows, uh, I thought it was great to see Isaac Roddick back for Australia. And I thought him and uh, Matthew Phillip formed a pretty effective partnership last weekend. And it's good to see that again. Uh, I'm pretty concerned about South Africa's second row. I thought even Elizabeth kind of went a little bit missing uh, last week. And uh, this week, there's no um, there's no Lute Jager. Instead, you've got uh, Marvin Ari, who, as everybody knows, I, I'm sorry, I just don't rate the guy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I, I Quite frankly, I, I fancy that, uh, that, uh, so, that Australian uh, second row partnership and also you got Darcy Swain on the on the bench who I rate pretty highly so yeah I think uh, yeah Australia's Australia's got some strengths here make no mistake over over South Africa I think they've got the edge there back rows are pretty even uh, and if anything though I'd, I'd give it to to South Africa on sheer experience you got Khaleesi Franco Mustard and Dwayne Vermeulen who in his return last weekend I thought was absolutely outstanding um, you know, I mean, I thought Rob Bellatini for Australia put in a really good effort, but he just hasn't got the experience or the creativity of Vermeulen. So, um, you know, Michael Hooper, uh, he gets his 60th cap this weekend as the most test, uh, most capped Wallaby, most capped Wallaby, uh, captain and fully deserved. You know, he really is an inspirational captain and uh, he leads from the front. And I actually thought he made a much better fist of it as as captain than Khaleesi did last weekend. Uh, a couple of people almost said that Khaleesi almost kind of needs to calm down. Uh, I, I think he was very, very lucky to not get a red card uh, last weekend in that spear tackle on Tom Banks. So, yeah, I think Khaleesi needs to just yeah, just, just quiet it down a bit and uh, apply a little bit more focus and uh, discipline. But certainly Hooper has nothing to apologize for and expect more of the same again from him this weekend. Yeah, I thought he had an absolutely outstanding game last weekend, as he invariably does. I've, you know, sometimes his decision-making this year has been a little bit off the mark, but overall, you couldn't really ask for a, a better captain. I thought Lachlan Swinton, I thought he seems to have got his discipline under control and he seems to really provide that edge and grunt uh, that uh, Australia needs, kind of similar to what Edzabeth usually 
supplies for the box, but seems to have gone MIA last weekend. Um, I thought South Africa in the in the halfbacks last weekend. I thought they had a terrible game. I thought Faf de Clare, uh, that's one of the worst games I've ever seen him in a Springbok jersey. Uh, just tons of aimless kicking the ball away. Uh, it just wasn't working. He didn't seem to be learning from it. Andre Pollard wasn't doing much better. Same again, ineffective kicking of the ball away. His goal kicking was way off mark. In short, those two had an awful game last weekend. But the flip side of the coin is those two are world class. That's a world class halfback partnership. And it won't be as ineffective this weekend as it was last weekend. They'll have shaped up. And uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be looking to prove a point uh, tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow uh, in Australia, not morning for them. But uh, you know, like I mentioned, I, I think uh, I think Tate McDermott had a really good game for Australia last weekend, and when Nick White came on, he was really good. Um, so no surprises just to see them interchanged. You know, McDermott uh, McDermott's on the bench this week, and Nick White gets the start, and the two seem pretty interchangeable in their quality. Uh, maybe they're bringing in Nick White with his, you know, he's a more experienced uh, fly uh, scrum half. And obviously, you know, the box are going to ramp up the intensity uh, this weekend. So, yeah, that's probably why they're they're bringing him in to start as opposed to McDermott. And, you know, I think McDermott will be a great impact player off the bench. Um, and I think, you know, he could probably have the edge over Herschel Yanchis, who I haven't really rated so far this year. We've talked about Quade Cooper already. Um, you know, I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy to see him seemingly having to resolve the demons that, that plagued him in years, years past. So good luck to him. Uh, but I think this weekend we're really going to see if his transformation is complete. Uh, and then in the backs, you know, the first thing I think you have to say about South Africa is, for God's sake, use them this week. Uh, they just didn't use them last weekend. Um, you know, Makazuli Mapimpe got the ball once. I mean, he did very well with it. Two defenders beaten and nine meters made. But all the more reason, give the man the ball. So, yeah, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of that uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're going to get to see him running with ball in hand, and they're really going to open up the wide channels and use them. Because I think, you know, Mapimpi against Kellaway, although Kellaway, I think, scored a fine try for Australia last weekend, defensively, he didn't really get asked a lot of questions. And Mapimpe is the kind of guy who's going to ask those questions. So, like I say, for God's sake, give the man the ball. Same with Sibusi, uh, Sibu and Kose. You know, give both of these guys, you know, earn the right to go out wide and then use it. Um, I, you know, Lucan Am and Damien Dayende again, I thought were very underutilized assets and Am, to be fair, I don't think he had one of his best games, but, uh, again, they weren't really given the platform to, uh, to really operate. It was all about just, you know, get a rolling mall goal and, and that's it. That's all we have to do. So yeah, be more inventive South Africa. I thought Willie LaRue had a, a bit of a shocker, uh, at fullback, you know, he, he flips, you know, one week he has an absolutely outstanding game and the next weekend he he's off the mark quite badly. And I thought last weekend was one of those negative weekends for him. So hopefully he's going to, uh, he's going to step it up a bit. 
But by the same token, I thought his opposite number, Tom Banks, didn't have a particularly good game for Australia either. Um, you know, I, I, I really rate Tom Banks, but he's just not firing so far at this level uh, this season. So, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes tomorrow because they certainly need a big game for him. He, we all know what he can do. He just needs to do it, do it and execute it well. Uh, Kellaway's been great. I, I thought on the wing, I thought Len Ikatao, I thought Samu Karevi was absolutely outstanding. Uh, his return to, to the Wallaby fold has been a real highlight. And obviously Marika Korobeti, I mean, proven commodity. Uh, but again, you know, I, I don't think defensively those guys were particularly tested uh, last weekend. But uh, I think Karevi perhaps more so. But yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if, if they get really put under the pump this weekend and South Africa decide to play a more expansive, more creative attacking game. So yeah, um, some you know a really good uh, South African bench. Malcolm Marks, uh, I thought he had an outstanding game last weekend. Uh, Kitsoff, Vincent Cock, um, Quagga Smith, Jasper Visa. You know that's a quality bench. I'm going to say it again. I really do not understand why Damien Valemsa is on the bench, and they're not particularly for the series, the two games against Australia. They're not bringing in somebody like Fassi. They've got to get that guy going. Um, and you know, if you want to develop a game that that uses South Africa's uh, assets out wide, Afolele Fassi is your man, and he's not getting any exposure so far in this championship. And that I find. I find that really sad because he is quality through and through. When are they going to bring him on? You don't want to bring him on for his first go in the championship when uh, the Springboks have to go up against the All Blacks. So, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that decision-making, and I, I think for South Africa's future, I think that's a little bit worrying. And, yeah, a good, good Australian bench. Uh, I've mentioned Darcy Swain. I thought Pete Samu uh, is playing really well. Tate McDermott. Uh, Reese Hodge and Jordan Pattaya, I thought also had a really good game last weekend. So yeah, there's there's a quality bench. Um, I do think Australia are going to be put uh, to the test much more than they were last weekend. Um, like I say, I think you're going to see a very different uh, South Africa in terms of quality of performance. Uh, Maybe not necessarily how they play the game, but certainly a much more efficient and effective South Africa than we saw last weekend. Um, you know, they they just they just gave too much away to to Australia. You know, particularly this aimless kicking game at times. You know, it, it, the stats sum it up: fifty-seven percent possession for um, Australia and uh, forty-three for for South Africa. You know, they they kind of. Got it a little bit under control a bit more in the second half, but you, you just can't afford to be doing that at this level, and especially not against a team like the All Blacks. So, you know, they did outscore them try-wise, South Africa. Uh, three tries for the box to one for the, the Wallabies. But again, it all came from the same platform, that rolling mole. And, you know, I think Australia will have that figured out this week. Um, because otherwise, I think, you know, defensively, although Australia has come under a lot of criticism lately, uh, and for myself particularly about their defensive abilities, I thought they were pretty good last weekend. Admittedly, they didn't get tested out wide, I don't think, very often, but uh, 
yeah, I think they can take a fair degree of heart heart from that. But yeah, you know, the, the meters made 183 for South Africa, 280 for uh, Australia. So yeah, South Africa just didn't seem to want to have the ball last weekend. And I know they, they are often quite comfortable with that, but I don't think you can afford to be doing that against a team like the All Blacks. Um, and yeah, uh, Australia, 21 defenders beaten against five for South Africa. It's, again, that just shows you South Africa wasn't running the ball last weekend. Clean breaks, zero for South Africa, six for Australia. Um, yeah, it just it just goes on and on. Australia were passing the ball, 129 passes to 54. Um, yeah, it just it's it's it paints a very favorable picture of Australia, but I think it's more because it was a, a poor South African performance. Um, you know, South Africa had to do the lion's share of the tackling, 120 to uh, 74, 21 missed tackles for South Africa, composed of five for uh, Australia. So yeah, you know, but again, I think it's just because South Africa weren't running the ball um, last weekend. So we shall see this weekend uh, what will happen. Uh, if you look at all the pundits, the pundits are all saying South Africa is going to come back storming and, uh, you know, get themselves back on track. I have to agree. I kind of uh, share that opinion. I, I just I just don't think they're going to be as poor as they were last weekend and certainly not Pollard with the boot. Um, and hopefully Declare will have, you know, Faf Declare will have got his, his rather aimless kicking game under control. So, yeah, in short, I think if, if South Africa hang on to the ball a bit more and use it more efficiently uh, and get it out wide, um, there'll be a real threat this weekend and, and something that this relatively young and inexperienced side, Australian side, may struggle to con contain much more so than they did last weekend. So we shall see. Uh, either way, I think it's going to be an absolute thriller of a match. I think it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be very close all the way up to the end. Um, and all kudos to, to Australia for, for really sort of turning their fortunes around since that uh, run of three losses to the All Blacks. And South Africa, get back on the program. So if all of those things happen, uh, which I have a strong hunch that they will, I think, like I say, we're in for an absolute cracker of a test match tomorrow. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll follow this up with a quick look at the All Blacks-Argentina game. So thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, stay safe, and most of all, enjoy the rugby tomorrow.